Hey besties, it's Elizabeth here. Let's talk for a minute, shall we? I don't know about you, but something about a clean house just makes me feel super calm. Maybe it's the fresh smells. Maybe it's knowing that it's not going to be chaos in a wreck for 15 minutes. But if you're like me, you are constantly looking for cleaning and household products that are ethical, safe, and not full of all of those super harsh chemicals. And that's where Grove Collaborative comes in. They're a new partner of ours, and they have ethical and cruelty-free brands such as Mrs. Myers and Method. Not only do they have cleaning products, but they also sell beauty products, health products such as vitamins, and even stuff for the kids like sunscreen, shampoo. And they're also in the process of reducing their plastic use and switching to glass. So not only are they trying to give you products that are safe for your family, but they're trying to save the planet. You can help support the show as well as get items you already need by going to grove.pxf.io slash horrendous. And by using this link, not only do you help support our show, but you're also going to get stuff that you already need. And then you'll get yourself a free Mrs. Myers gift set with a $30 purchase. And the best part of all is that you're not stuck with some monthly commitment. So go to grove.pxf.io slash horrendous to get your free Mrs. Myers gift set with your $30 purchase today. Thanks, besties. Welcome to an extra special B-side of the Horrendous Podcast, a best friend's podcast. And again, I will never get that right. Again, it's okay. <laughs> and every spe- every B-side is a special B-side. That's true. But this one is especially special. <laughs> Sponsored by the letter V yes. for Vinny. <laughs> Real quick, right up top, I just want to take a moment of silence for Dante Wright, the shooting that happened on April 11th. Basically. Yeah, let's quit fucking killing people, please. Let's like police brutality has to stop. I even if it was an accident, like it has to stop. This is getting ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be a better way. Yeah, I don't have the answers, but I just know like people need to quit dying. So yeah, and he was a 20 year old kid who had his whole life ahead of him. And I'm not we're not going to get into the semantics of, oh, well, he had a warrant out or any. Of it doesn't that. matter. The cop's not the judge. He was a 20. He was a 20 year old kid. But that's like what are where I'm going to yeah. leave it. So, yeah, just want him and our thoughts today yeah all right i think elizabeth has a couple of things she wants to say yeah first i want to say though before we get into my psychotic rants we're going to be doing over the next couple episodes that are going to be a little bit different uh like we mentioned in our last b-side 
Callie has a lot of stuff going on in her life. I'm sorry, Both guys. Personally and professionally. No, it's you know what? No need to apologize. Everybody has a life. I mean, you're working full time editing a podcast when you're not working. You have a family. And I'm very you know, I tired. Get it. Like, yeah. So we're going to give Callie a sort of a break. Not really. And so the next, I would say probably like three or four episodes will be B-sides just for sake of they're easier for her to edit because they're not as long. Right. And that way she can have some time to actually rest and relax. And then hopefully her schedule will get back to somewhat normal. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to go back to full links, but it's just going to be a few episodes before we do, um, and then we'll get back to doing, you know, our five-hour episodes that we know you guys yes. love. Um, <laughs> and that I love editing. with, And that Callie loves editing. <laughs> okay, and then sorry if you hear a little hound in the background. That is my dog, Opie or Pib. I don't know which one of them. They're mad because they can't come in here. So just a couple quick little things I need to just get off my chest. And I I feel I've done a pretty good job of the keeping the rants to a dull roar over the past couple episodes. Yes. I think I've done good. But I just got to say these things. Okay. I don't even know which one to start on. Let's just start with Meghan Markle. Okay. People, I was waiting for it. When Prince Philip died. Okay. The man was 99 goddamn years old. Right. He was gonna fucking die. Okay. Sorry, Mima. That's two F words in like five minutes. Okay. You forgive me. The man was 99. He was gonna die. 99 is a long, beautiful life. Yes. People are bland. <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing because it's just so absurd. Right. People are blaming the Harry and Meghan episode for Prince Philip's death. Not the fact that, again, he was 99 and looking like a fallout ghoul, but because his grandson, who felt that he needed to speak his truth and talk to the Oprah, it's his Meghan and Harry's fault he's dead. So with that said, people are now upset, not only because of that, but they blame her for him, for Harry not being there. People are blaming Megan, saying, you know, she's mind controlling him. And that's why he wasn't there for his grandpa when he should have been there for his grandpa. First of all, there's a travel ban for the U for the U.S. OK, like how is how is he supposed to travel to the U.K.? And people are making, like, questioning it now. Like, why is it okay for him to go all of a sudden? Probably because he's fucking vaccinated now. And so now the whole thing is people are giving Megan grief for not going with him. So point number one, she's, like, super pregnant. Her physician probably strongly advised her to not go because of how far along she is in her pregnancy. Two... There's a goddamn pandemic still going on. Yep. Leave Meghan Markle alone. The only thing this girl ever did to you people was be black. And she's not. And she's white passing black. And you guys still hate her. So 
save your fake outrage. Like I said, when I was talking about when everybody was making fun of her mental health, if she was full on white, didn't have a drop of black in her blood, y'all would be singing a different tune. Mm-hmm. But because she is black and again, she was white passing black. So you think that these people would get the hell over it. No, but because she's got a little brown in her skin, people like to hate her. Get a life, people. And I know people would say, well, maybe you should get a life and not get so upset about it. She's a human being. Whether she's celebrity, somebody I've never met or not, she's still a human being who's been under intense scrutiny and has had to put up with a lot of shit and eat it with a knife and fork politely and smile because that has been her job because she married into the royal family. Give her a flipping break. Yeah. It's random. It's rant number one. We're just all encountering some noises today. <laughs> you have cars speeding by. I have my dogs attacking each other in the background. That was like somebody <sighs> who thought they were so cool. <laughs> like they were at, like they were drag racing down Main Street in Park Hills. Yeah. <laughs> ah, good times. Anywho, that's rant number one. Number two, let's give me a little more serious. As you guys know, I am a mother. Yes. Callie is a parent. Yes. Can we agree as parents to quit calling our children names? Like, I joke around about my kids being assholes, which is inappropriate, I will say. But it's not demeaning to them. You know what I mean? Now, if I were to say my daughter was being a bitch, that's a different situation. I'm not saying that. Can we stop calling our children, especially our young men, things like pussies or you're being a sissy or we are raising these people to be humans that feel empathy, that are compassionate and are strong and you can be strong and still show emotions and I was somewhere within the past couple weeks and I heard a parent tell their child don't be a pussy and it filled me with so much rage inside and this was a small child like four or five years old small child I cannot even imagine calling my son that and it was upsetting to me because you have to feel like you get to put yourself in the position of the child and just how mortified they must have felt. Right. It's embarrassing, too. And it's embarrassing not only for the child, but it should be embarrassing for you that that's how you're talking to your child. Right. And again, I joke about my kids acting like assholes, but I I wouldn't I could never. And especially for young men, we have too many angry men in this world. When you sit there and you demean a child, specifically a boy, like, and I'm not trying to, because girls have the same feelings as well, but they're taught that it's okay to have feelings. Boys are not taught it's okay to have feelings. And then you call kids names, you call your child names, and you tell them to be tough and not be a pussy and just it's just infuriating to me because then you're just producing another generation of angry men who think that it's okay to hit women. It's okay to hit other people in general. That no means yes. 
that they can stalk people. And I know that it seems like I'm jumping, but it's because of shit like this that we have men who grow up to rape and stalk and murder and abuse people. So let's quit calling our kids terrible things. I agree. And that's my self-righteous rant (laughs) for today. Sorry, I had to get it out. You know, because we're both parents and you have a son. Yes. You know, he's a teenager. I have my daughter. She'll be 12 in October and my son's getting ready to turn five. And I just think. I just think there's got to be a better way, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm not the trust me. I'm in no means the parenting expert or the perfect parent. <laughs> We all make mistakes as parents. That's how you learn. Like you don't get a you don't get a handbook. No, they they make a handbook. I didn't get one. Uh, you didn't get the uh, what to expect the first year. No, I think they made one about the teenage years too. <laughs> oh shit! I need that. <laughs> Maybe one. I'll buy it for uh, you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough in my house right now. Let me just say that the angst is real. <laughs> anyway that's just my two little rants i wanted to touch on um so leave megan markle alone get a get a life pick someone pick someone who really deserves to be picked on okay like i don't know callie give me somebody tom cruise yeah pick on tom cruise (laughs) first person that came to mind and he and he and he endorses scientology which is a cult that abuses people and steals their money yeah. Though I do like those Mission Impossible movies. And he was a good Lestat. But he's still batshit crazy. Yes. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you tell him. Anyway, Vinny, that was, Vinny, that was for you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, shit. When did I, when did I get myself into? <laughs> Again, this episode brought to you by the letter V for Vinny. Thank you, Vinny, for being a Patreon patron. <laughs> What did Vinny pick out for us to talk about? So I had messaged Vinny upon his generous donation and said, hey, since you're so awesome, you get to not only be a, quote, sponsor of the episode, but you get to pick a topic. And he said, "Okay, let me think about it. And then he got back to me a few days later and he sent us a list. And from that list, we picked a few topics. And again, this was going to be a full length episode, but we're going to do, well, it'll still be kind of full length, but it, it'll be a longer B-side. Yeah. It'll be an extra B-side, an extra, a B-side XL, if you will. <laughs> so we are going to be talking today about the Wendigo. Awesome. Have you ever heard of the Wendigo before? I've heard not like the legend or the lore of it, but I've heard like horror stories based around it. If that makes sense. And you've probably like seen it in TV and yeah. movies and stuff. Okay, fair. Okay. So I didn't really know a whole lot about it either. I knew like the basics that it was a monster that feeds on humans. Mm-hmm. I know it was an episode of Supernatural. Of course. I think, like season one. Because <laughs> of course. Yeah. So it's really interesting. The legend of the Wendigo actually finds its origins in the oral tradition of the First Nations of North America in and around the Great Lakes region of the U.S. and Canada, the East Coast forests of Canada, 
the Great Plains region of the U.S. and is primarily in the tradition of the Algonquin tribe. Other tribes that have their own version of the Wendigo also include the Eastern Cree, the Salto, the West Main Swampy Cree, the Nascapi, and the Innu. And these are all Algonquin speaking or related to the Algonquins in, in some way. Okay. But they're all primarily northeast or, you know, in, in Canada. The Wendigo is said to be a cannibal, which I, I knew, but I didn't really know, like, how far, I guess. It's also thought to be a malevolent spirit and is associated with the north, coldness, famine and starvation oh so it's like a patron saint of those things so like it is the monster yes (laughs) exactly so the algonquin described the wendigo as quote a giant with a heart of ice which is sometimes thought to be entirely made of ice its body is skeletal and deformed with missing lips and toes so they sound like a real looker The Ojibwa describe it as a large creature as tall as a tree with a lipless mouth and jagged teeth. Its breath is a strange hiss. Its footprints are full of blood. And it will eat any man, woman, or child who ventures into its territory. Sometimes the Wendigo even possesses a person, causing that person to become a Wendigo themselves. And hunting down those they once loved and feasting on their flesh. And that is a quote from the Legends of America website, which I got a lot of my information from them, Wikipedia, and uh, the Canadian Encyclopedia. So, also according to legend, the Wendigo originates when a human results to cannibalism. Specifically, the original Wendigo came to be when a hunter was lost during a very brutal and cold winter. As he began to go hungry, he was driven mad by his hunger and turned to cannibalism. Once he began to feed on human flesh, he began to transform into a beast, forever searching the forest for more humans to feast on. The Wendigo is said to be incredibly fast, extremely tall, and once transformed into the Wendigo beast without gender so once it becomes the wendigo it becomes non-binary oh so it's a trans beast yeah the wendigo is also said to be incredibly gaunt due to its never satisfied craving for flesh (laughs) also a human can be cursed as a wendigo if they commit a dishonorable activity if they are cursed by a shaman or if they ever dream of a wendigo so more than just eating people. So you can become one if you dream of one? That's what it said. Okay. Yeah, interesting. The first mention of a Wendigo in writing was in 17th century by our special guests, the Jesuit priests. Mm. It coincided with the rise of the fur trade. As a, Jesu- a Jesuit priest, Paul Lejeune, a missionary wrote to his superiors in Paris, describing an account from one of the indigenous women he had encountered. He compared the Wendigo to the European legend of the werewolf, which it still happens today. A lot of people think Wendigos and werewolves are the same. They are not. 
And this is mainly due to their craving for flesh. So when a werewolf, which I'm sure at some point we'll do a werewolf episode, <laughs> sure. But, you know, for those of you who may not know, if you don't know, then I guess you've been living in a hole. When a werewolf changes upon the full moon, they have an intense craving for flesh, which is comparable to the Wendigo. Yeah. So that's why they're compared a lot. However, much different from the werewolf, once the person transforms into a Wendigo, that is the form that they remain in. Unlike the werewolf, which changes back to their human form after the full moon is over. Different stories of the Wendigo describe differing levels of agility and speed. Some state the Wendigo is incredibly fast and has incredible endurance with the ability to walk for long periods of time in the harshest of winter conditions. No thank you. Other descriptions say the Wendigo walks in a haggard manner, almost as if they're falling apart, lacking speed and far from agile. Unlike other legendary creatures such as the werewolf, the Wendigo does not stalk its prey. And prepare to be creeped out. Okay. It is actually said to have the ability to mimic human voices to attract its prey. I think that one part I did know. The Wendigo, yeah. So the Wendigo uses this ability to lure people from civilization into the forest, where once they are isolated, the Wendigo will attack and feast on them. The Wendigo has ingratiated itself so much into the real world that there is an actual psychological diagnosis called Wendigo psychosis. Yeah, Wendigo psychosis is defined as having an uncontrollable craving for human flesh, despite other food being nearby and is accompanied with an intense fear of becoming a Wendigo. Yeah. I want to eat human flesh, but I'm terrified of doing this. But I don't want to become a Wendigo. (laughs) first world problems it's like i want to eat all the pizza but i don't want to gain any weight <laughs> you got to pick your battles do you eat the human flesh and become a wendigo or do you eat regular food and stay a normal human what will it be probably stay a normal human that's our next reality show yeah. <laughs> okay so now that you have a little background on the Wendigo, I'm going to tell you about the first known account of Wendigo psychosis. Okay. And content warning, trigger warning, content warning, trigger warning, content warning. Oh, so I should it leave? It's a little ghoulish. <laughs> no. Just saying. Okay. It gets a little ghoulish. I'm sorry. It may be a little triggery for some. It's a little rough. I apologize. All right. Okay, so the first known account of Wendigo psychosis was in 1878 in Alberta, Canada. A Plains Cree trapper and fur trader named Swift Runner, who was once a guide for the Northwest Mounted Police and was described as a giant of a man. He unfortunately began to drink very heavily and was described as an angry and violent drunk. Because of his addiction, he was fired from the Northwest Mounted Police and was even expelled from his tribe due to his continuance violence. Mm -hmm. So this is a man who had some deep-seated issues. And, I mean, it takes a lot for you, I'm sure, to get expelled from your tribe. So he must have done some really jacked up things. Right. So once he was expelled from the tribe, he took his family 
deep into the woods, his family, which included his wife, his six children, his mother-in-law, and his brother. During the winter of 1878 to 1879, Swift Runner's family was starving. And by most accounts, there were other families in the area that were starving as well. But I think that they were able to get help. Hold on to that. Okay. We'll, we'll get to why I think that. So because I, like, one account, like, had, like, mo- like many other Cree families were starving. And then, anyway. Uh, <laughs> when his oldest son died of starvation, Swift Runner succumbed to what would now be known as the Wendigo Psychosis. Although the Hudson Bay Company, which was a huge fur trading company in Canada at that time, it had emergency food and supplies 25 miles away. So that's why I think, you know, yes, there were other families that were going through hard times, but they took advantage of what the Hudson Bay Company was offering. Right. And yeah, that was 25 miles in 1878. That's a pretty far trek. But I mean, if your family's starving, you're going to make the journey to get what you need. Right. So despite the Hudson Bay Company having this these emergency provisions, Swift Runner chose not to make the trip to retrieve what would be much needed supplies for his family Rather, he murdered the remaining members of his family and fed on their flesh. I mean, that's definitely the lazy option. Yeah, it gets worse. Oh. Um, <laughs> so in the spring of 1879, when Swift Runner emerged from the forest where he and his family had been living, he stated his entire family had died of starvation. He explained he had not been able to find food, and so one by one, his family starved to death. However, our special guest, the Jesuit priests in town, noticed that despite saying that his family like died off one by one due to starvation, he was in pretty good health. Like he looked pretty like hearty and like healthy. And so this led them to believe that he had killed his family, but they weren't really, they didn't know, like, how far he had actually gone. Okay. They were puzzled by his inability to successfully hunt because many other Cree families they knew in the area had great luck hunting during the winter. So that's why I think, again, I think there were families that were starving and either they decided to go out and hunt or they went to the Hudson Bay company and got the emergency provisions so that's the no that was red flag number two for them and red flag number three would be his reported nightmares like he would wake up screaming at the top of his lungs in the middle of the night but would really be the straw that broke the camel's back was when he tried to lead a group of children into the woods oh yeah just wait, there's more. Oh. The yeah. The priests went to the police and said, Listen, we really think this dude murdered his family. And the police in turn decided to arrest Swift Runner and they ordered him to lead him, them to where his family had been living during the winter. All right. Trigger warning, content warning, trigger warning, because this is really ghastly. When they reached the site, they came upon a horrific scene. Bones were scattered 
everywhere, many of which were broken in half and hollowed out. This led, yeah, this led police to conclude someone had done this on purpose to drain the marrow out of the bones. Right, like what people do with chicken bones. Yeah. Which is still gross. And they soon, it's still disgusting. And they soon found a pot full of human fat, which confirmed what they already knew. He had murdered and eaten his family. I'm going to give you a second to process that. You look really horrified, (laughs) as you rightfully are. I think. You're rightfully horrified. I don't know. The human fat makes me kind of want to vomit. trust me i did not feel good when i when i typed it okay it made me a little nauseous and then i had flashbacks to listening to all these people talk about Dahmer and ed gein it was a lot okay all right all right continue okay so knowing that he couldn't deny it anymore swift runner confessed but he stated he'd been taken over by an evil spirit which forced him to murder and eat his family so when all else fails, you blame it on possession. Of course. The demons made me do it. And in the 1800s, they would have believed you. Well, police didn't believe it. <laughs> they did not believe his possession story one bit and immediately charged him with the murder of his family. That's good. Yeah. So they were not. The police were not for it. Like, good. This is the one time we were like, yes, police. Good on you. Woo-hoo, like, good on you for not jerking around thank you i I shouldn't say that police have a very difficult job but when it comes to indigenous anyway we're not we're not gonna go on a rant anyway we're i'm I'm gonna stop okay okay so police not buying it dude demons didn't make you do it they arrest him and charge him with the murder of his family when he was taken to trial he tried the same story with the jury, telling them he had been possessed by, you know, an evil spirit. And that is what drove him to kill his family. <laughs> but they weren't buying it either. After 20 minutes of deliberation, they sentenced him to death. I mean. Right? I'm not huge on the death penalty, but I'll leave it at that. <laughs> it seems fair in this situation. Okay, so. Then on December 20th, 1879, though I typed 1979 here for some reason. Not sure why wow, I did that. Wow, he was on death row for a long time. <laughs> well, I mean, it tracks. Because <laughs> I was listening to a podcast today and they were talking about Richard Ramirez, our friend who never seems to leave us yeah. for some reason. He Because he died of B-cell lymphoma yeah. at like the age of 54 or 55 and cancer. Yeah. They said... <laughs> That by the time he would have been put to death, he would have been in his 70s. Yeah. So I believe it, like the being on death row forever. (laughs) No, I mean, a lot of people, they end up dying before they. Yeah. Like get put to death. Which. Exactly. That was the whole point. The whole point to begin with, right? But, I mean, you could have also had life in prison because that's basically what they served. But anyway, that that's anyway, that's a rant that's a whole for another day. Exactly. So 
On December 20th, 1879, Swift Runner was the first man to be legally, keyword legally, hanged in Alberta. And because like any good murderer, what did he do? He found religion and converted to Catholicism while in jail. And when he before he was hung, he admitted his actual guilt before he was executed. What was a told what was said to be a long, long speech. Okay. Do we have the speech? No, I didn't look that far. It was probably like I found my Lord in Jesus. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, has led me to see that my actions were wrong. And that by finding God, I was able to clear my conscience. And so I may go before my father in heaven. Why is he Southern be admitted? I don't know, because that's how my family sounds when they talk about it, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's just, it's my go-to. <laughs> that's fair. All right. So, the Wendigo has made its way into pop culture, because of course, and has been featured in an episode of Supernatural, as I said earlier, an episode of Haven. Do you know what Haven is, Callie? It sounds familiar. I'm only asking you <laughs> because it was it's based on a Stephen King short story. It was on the Sci-Fi Channel, and it lasted for five seasons, and one of their episodes was about the Wendigo. Hmm. It was That's, also in an episode of My Little Pony, which that had to be a dark episode. Like the new one or the of, old one? Yeah, like the new one. The new one. Okay. I mean, it still doesn't so make sure he, any sense, but. No, I was going to look into it, but then forgot. It's also been featured in an episode of Charmed, books such as Pet Cemetery, mm-hmm. The Curse of the Wendigo. It was featured as a character in the Uncanny X-Men issue 140. Do you want to hear something funny? Yes, please. (laughs) I was so young when I read Pet Cemetery that anytime. Imagine that. Yeah. Anytime it said Wendigo, I thought it said Winnebago. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Why are they scared of Winnebagos? (laughs) (laughs) See, I... And this will be much to your dismay, and our friendship will be over. I never read Pet Cemetery. That's fair. And I never watched any of the movies. I mean, the first movie's creepy for the eighties. I think it came out in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was it was good, but it wasn't great. But the it has nothing to do like um, the Wendigos. Like I don't think they're in the movie. Yeah. They're just in the book. In the book. Okay. So. Let's say because it's a Native American burial ground, isn't yeah. it? So maybe that's how. And it's in Maine. So there you right. go. Um, so that's probably why the Wendigos are are in there. Not Winnebago. Um, so it's also in a, the Winnebago. So it's also in an episode of Grimm. I don't know if you ever watched I that show. Matt and I got didn't. really into it for a while. It was good. Uh, I, it kind of went off the rails, much like every good TV show does. It was featured in Hannibal, the NBC show. It was in an episode of Teen Wolf, the film Ravenous, the film Dark Was the Night, the film The Retreat, and even a DuckTales Christmas episode titled Last Christmas. Because when I think of Christmas, I think of Wendigos. 
And when I think of DuckTales, woohoo, I think of Wendigo. Yeah. When I think of DuckTales, I think of the new one and think of David Tennant as the voice of. I know not cotton tails or ponytails or ducktails. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I love ducktails. And David Tennant is fantastic as Scrooge yes. Duck. See, Finny, aren't you glad you uh, sponsored an episode? <laughs> and that, Vinny, is the tale of the Wendigo. There's another story that I think I'm going to save for another B-side about somebody who thought he was murdering Wendigos. Oh, no. Yeah. I think M on And That's Why We Drink might have talked about it in, in the episode they did when they talked about Wendigos. But I think I'll save that for a later date for a standalone b-side so yeah so that's that's the story of uh wendigos my friends i learned something new today that i love duck yeah i mean who doesn't <laughs> ducktails is great who doesn't a ponytails, a <laughs> matt has a dream to swim around in coins like scrooge mcduck though he says it would probably hurt you can't dive into coins like that no, but you can dream, right? Sure. I mean, maybe chocolate coins. We can get him a bunch of chocolate coins. Hmm, and he okay. can swim around in those. I'm liking where this is okay. going. We'll get like a... Make it... Floaty. A kitty yeah, pool. a kitty pool. A floaty <laughs> pool. <laughs> a floaty pool. And fill it up with chocolate coins. And he can go swimming in it. And make his dreams come true. I like when a plan comes together. Although he's very tall, I don't know if he'll actually be able to swim in it. Yeah. I mean, he would just be like, (laughs) people can't see what I'm doing. This is an audio medium. Um, He would just be like rocking back and forth on his belly because he's he's 6'4". Yeah. So, yeah, there you have it, Vinny. Yeah. That's for you, our friend. Yes, thank you. The story of the Wendigo. Thank you for picking that very interesting slash ghoulish topic. (laughs) It's disgusting. Yeah, I'm a little creeped out by the mimicking human voices thing. That's just not for me. That's not great. Yeah. Again, this episode brought to you by Vinny. The letter V. Letter V and the number nine, because this will be B-side nine and the letter V, just like Sesame Street, where you have brought to you yeah. by the letter V. I, I, and the number I know nine. what you're referring to. B-side nine. B-side Vinny, we still owe you a couple more stories, and Callie will have one that is just as riveting and probably disgusting as the Wendigo. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have that for you soon. So, yeah. If she ever gets around to her notes. Oh, my God. I had a long day. And I'm going to go to bed. Callie did. Callie had a long day. As soon as this is over, I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) Another one. Go for it. You know what? Do it, dude. Because I, yeah, I have to go to bed. I have to make lunches and go to bed. Oh, no. All right. Everything will be in the show notes. Yes. Go to the website. Go check out our sponsors. They're pretty awesome. Um, Discount codes and the link. And not the links. 
in the show notes, um, where to find us, our website, and information that you might want to know. Oh, and we had a thousand listeners. Oh, yeah. You guys are the effing best, man. Like, we buried the lead. We should have led with that. We got a thousand (laughs) listens. I think it's at a thousand and seven. And I'm flabbergasted. What? I think it's at a thousand and seven. Did you say thousand and seven? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what to say. I might cry. I, I'm getting a little emotional because I just, to think that we actually have a thousand listens, and I don't know if it's been a thousand people, but a thousand listens, you guys are the effing best, man. And like, hopefully those will just keep growing faster and faster and... So, yeah, thank you. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Yeah. Tell everyone. And if you listen to us on iTunes, with which 34% of you do, please rate us on iTunes. It helps people find us. Please, yeah. And please leave a constructive... Review. Res- review, yes. Sorry. Didn't... I was blanking on the word. You're fine. Um, and just thank you all so much. We love doing this. We bitch about being tired all the time, but it's because of life. It's not because of the show. Right. Like we, I, anyway, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for Callie. I genuinely love doing it. And my husband will tell you just because I like to hear the sound of my own voice. That may be true, but I get to talk to my best friend every week about weird stuff that we're into. And it's a lot of fun. It is. We have a good time doing it. We do. So. All right. Even though Matt said we should have had a thousand listens with the first episode. To that, I say Rome was not built in a day. He. He's trying to keep me. He's trying to keep me grounded is what that is. He needs to go on. (laughs) Yeah. Go on. That's all I have to say. He's. He's just jealous because he doesn't have a super cool podcast. That's all it is. But yeah, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a lot of fun doing this, and we want to keep doing it. And we have at least, I don't know, I've sent Callie, you know, what is this, episode 14? Well, it would have been episode 14. Now it's B-side 9. Yeah, it would have been episode 14. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, like, we have, like, three more pages of show of episodes that I sent to Callie that we got to cover. Yeah. So we have at least that. Yeah, and we'll figure out more things to do as time goes on. Yeah, and hopefully, maybe, I don't know where I'm going with that, sorry. That's fine. All right, let's end it here. Let's end it here so Callie can go to sleep. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) All right, thanks, besties. Thank you, besties. You're the best. Yes. Bye.